mother is bleeding. At least I have a husband, you know. Does anybody here believe it? Hey guys, it's Future Tim and Future Whitney, and we just wanted to reach back in time and address something real quick. Do it. We've seen our numbers go up, and we've had a lot of new listeners to the pod recently. Now, when we first started this, we've never done anything like this before. Not remotely. No, we've never recorded anything. I was a musician in school, but I never recorded anything. Um, so we started with some very cheap entry-level equipment. Bad equipment and Bad inexperience. Equipment. Absolutely. So I bought Whitney this like sound podcast deck years ago for Christmas, um, and it sat in our closet for years, went through a house move. We came here, we finally started using it and realized this thing don't work so good. <laughs> this ain't gonna work. <laughs> no, no, it was real bad. So we just wanted to reach back in time to anyone who's joining us for the first kind of chunk of episodes and just let you know, we know that our audio is a, is rough. We get it. We, we know. We, we, we're painfully aware. Painfully aware. And we look back so embarrassed at it. But we stick behind our content. Yes, I, I, I do. I feel like our content is great. So all we're saying is... We hit our stride uh, probably a few episodes into the pod, so just just stick with us. Yeah, just, you know, stick with us through the growing pains. I promise it gets better, and this was actually a huge moment of growth for me to jump into something without mind-fucking it to death and not 100%. being totally pre- prepared and mm-hmm. whatever, so um, I just appreciate if you guys do stick with it because... You know, there's something to be said about being one of those people that you're like, I was there for the beginning when it sounded like two different volumes in a fucking tin can. So, (laughs) And then really bad Spotify tags. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Just stick with us. We promise you we feel like we stick behind our content and we hope you guys love it too. So we'll hit our stride. Hey guys, it's even farther in the future, Tim. By like 45 seconds. Yep. <laughs> I told Tim, I said, I want to say something. <laughs> so when we were recording this, I had to stop about four times because I kept saying we've had a lot of new users. And I was like, listeners, listeners. I'm like a bad actor on like a lawn, like a movie or a commercial or something. It made me think of Joey and how he kept saying, mmm, noodle soup. And they're like, damn it. Like, mmm. <laughs> so Tim was noodle souping through that whole thing. I'm... And I was like, do we need a script? But anyways, <laughs> I, I think we hard. made it through it. That's all I wanted to say. Thanks, users. Okay, welcome to another episode of Digging Up the Duggers. Uh, This is where we're doing a watch from the beginning. Tim is the pure one. (laughs) As is always. Oh, yeah, sure. And then I'm the one who's seen it before, but we're re-watching, looking for the red flags, doing some deep dives. That's the spiel. Mm -hmm. So today is a little different than normal, unfortunately. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. I'm. I'm. I'll. I won't sleep at night, but it'll be fine. I feel like with everything going on with the sentencing, uh, maybe we couldn't handle an episode this yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we're still gonna do. So here's the here's the deal. There are five specials on Discovery before they actually end up having the show. 
I have been, I've ordered the DVDs. I'm slowly collecting them. I have plenty to get us started. I, I need some later seasons, but I've got plenty of time till I get there. But I thought I was covered. I thought all the specials were on YouTube. Then come to find out this last special, the fifth and final one before the show, uh, Duggar's Big Family album, not on YouTube. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Like Tim can vouch. I spent hours. Yep scouring the internet trying to find Mm -hmm. it i was on reddit being like please guys does anybody have a bootleg version and then like all the old posts because it used to be on youtube but it's been taken down at some point like in the last couple of months and so everybody was like it's on youtube like no it's not like i mean (laughs) but i i searched everywhere so unfortunately we didn't actually get to watch this episode i sent him it's kind of being pieced together with a few clips that we saw online and then i read a like a recap done by somebody else um so i have to give a little shout out to it's called pop culture crime apparently and they're kind of um they wrote it from the snarky end as well so there's probably not some of the detail but it but, sounds like but it's, it's right in your but wheelhouse. But it is. It's it's going to work for what we need. So Tim hasn't seen it, Mm-mm. but uh, we're. I'm just going to be going through it. But again, this is based off of somebody else's recap, which I'm appreciative. But I didn't want to skip over the episode entirely. So I figured this was kind of a way to still address it. But unfortunately, we didn't get to hear it with our own ears. Yeah. But our, the deep dive is going to. Oh, it's yeah. gonna make well, up for that so it's, much. It's been a week, my God! Like <laughs> I literally have like my chin is all broken out, <laughs> and chin acne for me is just like straight up stress. stress. Yeah. And then on top of it, then when I'm nervous, I pick at myself like a fucking meth addict. So I have like gaping wounds, all because of sex pest. I'm ready for this to be over. Good God, it's been a week. <laughs> and we we uh, recorded last time and posted like right before everything went down. So I think we've had like even more time to like digest and think and well you have. Yes, we, I keep <laughs> Tim is purposely kept in the dark on this stuff so he hears about it now but All right, take a small break and then we'll get started on Duggar Big Family album. Okay, so Doug, Duggar Big Family album again, fifth and final special before they got their show. Mhm. It premiered September 22nd, 2007. So it's a good year and like two months since the last one. So this wow. is this is a this is the biggest gap between specials, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. that there was in that entire process. Here's the good news. Good news is they literally rehashed the same shit from all the <laughs> other specials. And like literally when I found one of the uh, posts on Reddit where somebody else was kind of recapping it, the recap was basically nothing because they're like nothing happens you haven't seen <laughs> so that's the good news is i don't feel terrible because it's not like we're missing out on something yeah and i even thought for a second oh maybe this was just like shortly before their show was starting so maybe mm. they're kind of just recapping all of this so that people remember right before no there's another full year before the show starts wow so it's even more infuriating that they keep rehashing this shit over yeah. and over when anyways so we didn't miss out on a whole lot but um Okay, so did you watch that opening sequence that I sent you? I did, yeah. It was (laughs) like a blooper. It's not even, it says blooper on YouTube, but that is is actually what made it to the show. Okay. So it's the opening part of the episode. They're all sitting on the couch, the entire family. Mm -hmm. Jim Bob is like trying to fumble his way through what's going to happen in this episode. Correct. It's painful. (laughs) I'm like, good God, somebody give this fucking Lego head a script. Like, please. He literally, he's just like, oh. 
what do I say? Uh, do we not uh, have a cue card man we could have called? <laughs> for real. Like, I'm like, Jesus Christ. So somebody get this man a script. So while he's trying to come up with what to say, all this. Oh, it's he can't even get the kid's name straight when he's going through all of it. He he talks about Michelle being pregnant with Johanna. Meanwhile, Johanna is sitting on his lap <laughs> and everybody's like, no, no Johanna. Like, you know, they're yeah. all like us. So my point is proven. Unless those girls are laying in their beds that have their name on it. He, he ain't going to remember. He, he don't know who he's, <laughs> he doesn't know who he's talking to. Which one are you? And it's like my mom pulled the same thing. She had four girls mm-hmm. and it was always like, Kinsey, uh, Heather, Bree, kid. Like she can never even get to my yep. name. So there's that part of me that like understands that but they have too much no you don't once you have that many kids like i don't yeah you don't get that much sympathy from me so he can't get their names right and in the middle of all of this all of a sudden you just hear one of the boys which i desperately was trying to figure out which boy it was Mm -hmm. but there's this like space and time they're called the lost boys for a reason because nobody knows who the fuck who is who especially when they're little Hello, nondescript white child. For real, like, unless you're Josiah, I don't know who you are. So I was desperate. I'm like, who the fuck is saying it? But I couldn't figure out who it was. But one of the boys is like, Johanna pooped on you. <laughs> and yeah, so Johanna poops all over Jim Bob. Shout out to Johanna. <laughs> and that's kind of the, the opening sequence of the whole show. So uh, Michelle is pregnant with number 17, Jennifer. And that's what Jim Bob couldn't get right. He kept saying she was pregnant with Johanna. (laughs) Um, And then leave it to my my buddy Josiah. Apparently he said, it's not a boy, but it's still okay. (laughs) Which I feel like I I told you that he's like, you know, he kind of he kind of is a head in the pack is my favorite. He's the one that just wanted space to hide, right? Yes, and then he's the one that's, like, not sugarcoating shit with, like, their sleeping situation. He's like, you should listen to my story. I had a thin-ass blanket. He didn't say ass. But he's like, I had a thin blanket. He just has more, like, I feel like he's just more outspoken. Like, I don't feel like he does, like, the keep sweet quite quite as much as the other kids. Yeah. So I'm into it. So Which is which is a level of, like, genuine, you know, perspective that I think a lot of them don't have. And you'll see as time goes on, of he gets beat down eventually. But in the beginning, when he's a little kid, it's endearing. Before it completely gets beaten to shit out of him. Oh, God. Um, apparently, Joseph says that, well, they have enough boys, so it's all right. <laughs> and then I guess we get into a little like segment where Michelle talks about some of the kids. I'm not entirely sure, since I didn't see it myself, <laughs> if she goes through every single kid. But this um, particular article just highlighted some of the kids, and I'm even just going to like go through a few of them. Uh, it's funny what Michelle has to say about Jana. She says, Jana can manage a household better than <laughs> than I can. It's like, <laughs> surprise, we surprise. know, Michelle. Like, how many times? It's like, we know. She always says these things that like she thinks is news to everybody. We always know. Like, it's not surprising. Every episode, there's like a we know Michelle moment. So She's like, man, it's been forever since I've cleaned my own bedroom. We get it. I know, yes. No surprises here, Michelle. Um, she says that Jill likes things just so. That John David is sweet. Uh, that Ginger is a giver and a talker. Uh, she says that Joseph is a quiet leader. And then I think it's funny about Jason. She says that he's a big boy now. That's not really about his personality. Like <laughs> he's just a, he's a big boy. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and then I th- I thought what she said about James was funny because she describes him as very busy. 
and I won't get too deep into it, but (laughs) I just thought it was ironic considering some of the stuff I've read about James. There was like a guy that was like a production assistant that did an AMA at one point. Ooh, interesting. And he, um, he says that like, he's like, I don't like to talk bad of kids, but fuck that kid. (laughs) Damn. He said that he liked to like jump scare people like when they were holding like power tools and that he was always really weird with animals and would kind of like drag them around and they saw him like uh, kick a cat. So obviously you can take this all with a grain of salt, but if that's true, and just tons of people are like that kid, like even before that, like, oh my God, I'm glad you said this because that kid is, we've always joked that he gives me like Ted Bundy vibes. Oh man. So, um, the fact that she calls James very busy and it's like very busy being the next pest. Like, <laughs> I think they got another situation coming down the road maybe with him. Oh, God. Um, so this this special is also the very first time they address the whole J names thing. Do you know why they're all J names? No idea. Okay, so apparently they just picked out Joshua because they liked that name from the Bible. There wasn't really... That, that was why. Okay. And then they, they went with Jana and John David next. Not really. You know, they're like, we weren't going for biblical at that point. We just mm-hmm. did it. And then they said that every time after that, they never knew if it was going to be their last kid. So they'd feel guilty if that kid got left out of it. <laughs> so they just kept with J names. Oh, God. So the only person in the entire family that doesn't have a J, J, J name is Michelle. Is Michelle. Yep. She should just put it in there. Jim Michelle. Jim Michelle. So then um, I kind of wish I'd gone to see this part. Dang it. Um, The kids talk about being recognized at the store. And John David says, like, people talk to us like they know us. And like, (laughs) so so I wish I could have seen that part. Oh, side note. um, One of the things that people said on Reddit, they were like, oh, well, I have it on my 17 Kids and Counting DVD. And I rushed out here because I I bought that DVD. Mm -hmm. I don't have that version. And I looked it up online. There's two versions. One of them has bonus features. One doesn't. Of course, I have the one yeah. without the bonus features. So um, that was too bad. I wish I could have seen that. Oh, and then apparently there is a lot of talk of tater tot casserole in this particular recipe. Recipe. Oh my god! In this episode, Jana says that people write them all the time for the recipe. Um, oh, Josh, here we go. Josh <laughs> says the first time he had it, he, quote, knew it would be a world famous recipe. <laughs> Did you? Oh, man. Did you, Josh? Um, Ginger tells us that people sometimes sub breakfast sausage and eat it for breakfast, which. Whoa. Getting wild. I'm breaking some culinary ground Do you think it's there. like the sage sausage, like the Jimmy <laughs> Dean? Or is, that, is it like is the hot? sage is sage a little bit too far? I think it's spicy for them. This, I don't even think they need to get the hot one. I think if they got sage, they'd be like, woo. <laughs> uh, Jim Bob says that he one time took the recipe off their website. And then he didn't say that. This is my words. But like basically there was a revolt and people had to have it back. So, you know, give the people what they want, Jim Bob. You got to keep the recipe online. Oh, God. Uh, this does inspire me, though, because now we've gone through five specials. And this is now the three out of five times that tater tot casserole has been mentioned. Correct. So I'm thinking it might be worth creating like a graphic where we keep track of all the times over all these millions of seasons that it's just Mm. mentioned. So we'll have a running tally of how many times they talk about tater tot casserole. We We should come up with like a drop or like a noise. So when we do reference it in an episode, I can yes. put that noise into it. There we go. All right. So look out for that. We're going to do some uh, tater tot work here. 
So once they move on from Tater Tot Talk, they talk about jurisdictions yet again. Can't get enough of the jurisdictions. Sorry, Jana. I know. But this time the kids do complain that it's more work because now that the house is much bigger, (laughs) (laughs) they're not all in a shoebox, basically. Um, They're just like, it's more house to clean. And I guess Jim Bob goes on about how, yeah, the rooms are bigger, so the jurisdictions are bigger. But it's okay because the kids are bigger. So they can take on more responsibility. Justification. Yeah. Um, and while they're talking, I just wanted to note, I sent you the picture. While they're talking about jurisdictions, like, Ginger's bangs are criminal. <laughs> like, they are awful. Like, just wait for, just go on our um, our Instagram where I do the visuals the day after we drop the episode. Cr- like, I have, it's bad. <laughs> I hadn't really looked at it. I looked at the look on her face and then the word bubble that said jurisdictions and I chuckled. I didn't even notice her awful uh, bangs. so bad. Like, thank God this girl, this is why they don't date because when you date and you break up, you get a bad haircut. Like, if this is them not in that situation, yeesh. Oh, man. Okay, so then after jurisdictions, oh, go figure, they show them moving again and then they show scenes from that RV trip again, which is... Less of a problem. I have more of a problem with the other things being shown for the millionth fucking time. Yeah. At least with the trip, it was just the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they guessed... Do you remember the last episode when they stopped at that Cadillac ranch? Yes. So they do actually show a little bit more about that, I guess. With the tweaker kid? LBK. Was the tweaker his. kid. <laughs> um, so they show them talking about him. Jessa just calls him a weirdo. <laughs> and Jill calls him eccentric. Oh, that's the nice say of weighing a weirdo. But to me, I actually think that this is like, the reason I wrote this down is because I feel like it perfectly highlights the difference between the two girls. Because like, (laughs) Jessa's kind of considered like the bitchy sister, (laughs) like the Christian bitchy girl, you know? And then Jill's just kind of sweet. And so I think it's funny that just like perfectly shows that what Jess is like, he's a fucking weirdo. And Jill's like, well, he's eccentric. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was funny. And then Josh says that he's not sure if LBK is putting on a show or if it's genuine. Hmm. Couple things here. Weird. Um, I, I number one, I don't even have to watch that scene. I can hear it in my head, and I can just hear the smugness <laughs> coming from oozing out of Josh's gross mouth. The number two, I just think that's ironic coming from Josh, um, whose entire life has been putting on a show. For other people in the world while not being genuine. So, this, you know, like like he's the sheriff of being genuine. Like, who the <laughs> fuck are you, Josh? Yeah. Interesting. And then, finally, Michelle has baby number 17. This is Jennifer Daniel, August 2nd, 2007. And the person who, you know, that wrote the article that I'm referencing... Like, even they wrote, they're like, this is just not even interesting. But who cares? It's like, when they start, you have so many kids. Nobody cares after yeah. a point. Like, it's not cares. an event anymore. Exactly. And then, like, later on, you'll see, like, way, way later when the kids are grown up. It's like, every season there's a wedding. And it's like, God, how sad that, like, big life events are nothing anymore. They're just yeah. another commitment. They're just mm-hmm. another thing. It's another thing. Yep. So it's like, they may act like they're excited. But is anybody really that excited for another baby? Right. It's so weird. And then as that kid grows up, it's like there's so many birthdays that, like, your birthday isn't even really special. Yeah, like, it's so interesting. 
Now we're just going to start celebrating birthdays quarterly. So (laughs) all the kids that have birthdays in the first three months, it's your turn. It's like in the office when they have a cake and it's like everybody (laughs) gather in the break room and it's like, oh, the winter birthdays. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. Uh, And I guess there's an ending scene of them making breakfast at the house and little Jason is shown helping and I I saw a still shot of him taking like the biscuits out of the oven and the person who wrote this article, their their line cracked me up. They said, (laughs) I wish I could see it. They just said, he sure is touching those biscuits a whole bunch. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know why, but it made me laugh so hard. little kids should not be preparing food no no there's not i mean i know some adults in the industry that don't have the hygiene where they should be prepping food but uh, let alone one of the lost boys yeah ick i just uh, i have this random memory of uh whitney was making dog treats to hand out to the other families for christmas and i remember we kept catching our cat on the uh counter licking them because they were obviously delicious but you're like those are gifts for somebody else (laughs) (laughs) at least it was for a dog (laughs) can you please not lick every single one before we give them to somebody else (laughs) i have video of it too i went to go to the bathroom and i came back and she's on the counter licking all the dough i was like oh (laughs) at least it's going to a dog all right so that sums up the special that's it and so kind of sped through it because it is disappointing that we didn't get to watch it, but at the same time, it doesn't sound like we missed a whole heck of a lot. Yeah. So, could be worse. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll go ahead and we'll take a little break, and then we will get into the deep dive. So, it probably comes as a shock to no one that this week's deep dive is about Josh's sentencing this week. Oh, did did something Duggar-related happen this week? Oh, something, yeah. Big news. Hmm. Uh, and okay, so let's just so first of all, um, it was actually kind of funny because I have a cousin that lives nearby. Like she says that she sees the the Duggars at Walmart all the time, and she w- messaged me the day before, and she was like, "Oh, there's already all kinds of stuff outside the courthouse, like getting oh, ready." Man. So it was just kind of funny to hear those little things. But because it's a federal case, there's no cameras, so mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that all we have is people. We only have like paparazzi type pictures of people going in and out. And then anybody who actually gets into the courtroom. Uh, compl- like the court drawings. Yes, you only have drawings. Mm-hmm. And then, like, before it was nice with all of his, like, with the actual trial. You got to see him going in. But, like, now we didn't get to see him at all. All right. we have are, like, the artist, you know, renderings mm-hmm. and stuff. But, uh, unfortunately, completely dependent on the sun. It's not like the sun's not not a very reputable great source but they're all we've had for the trial and pretty much for this as far as i mean there are some other people but they're like the main ones that Mm kind of keep up with it like in breaks like updating the website so anna was the first one there at the courthouse and she showed up with a a new sister-in-law of hers and her brother and i just want to note that this sister-in-law was wearing a sleeveless dress oh i was like that is they must not live by the same modesty standards (laughs) So I thought that was interesting. What about her countenance? I, I can't look. I can't pay attention to her countenance if she's showing her top of her shoulders. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, then of course, uh, Jim Bob showed up. No signs of Michelle, but I don't think that comes as a shock. I. Uh, Has she been at any of the nothing. other stuff? Uh, nothing at all. 
Wow. So it, it is kind of funny that so Jim Bob is the one that shows up, then Michelle is the one that writes the letter. But I mean, you can't convince me they haven't given that woman like a lobotomy, and she's just like <laughs> they're just like leaving her in the in the tater top mansion, and they only take her out every one. I think they've like Rosemary Kennedyed her. Oh like, God. <laughs> I don't know. That's just a, that's my fun theory, but um, I think she's just heavily sedated, honestly. <laughs> so no no signs of Michelle. Uh, I'm, one thing that gave me a real good chuckle before things even got started was that one of the Sun rep- reporters' description of Josh was um, he has a beard and appeared to have lost more of his hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was funny. And the sketches are, like, nightmare-inducing. Oh, why? It, he just looks creepy. Really? Oh, I should... Oh, so you mean they're, like, incredibly realistic? Oh, exactly. <laughs> he, he looks like a fucking Disney villain. Like, he, he looks creepy. So he looks like himself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> then, so last time at the trial, some people, like, you know, kind of family members, some were kind of in and out. Um, but this time there really wasn't nearly the, the number of family members sho- mm. showing up. The only people that actually came besides, obviously, Anna, Jim Bob, then there was Joy, and then there was Jason, and apparently James was there. I didn't see actually any photos of Jason. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, James, I'm sorry. I saw Jason. Um, but James I didn't see, but apparently he was there. So it is interesting that apparently – so Jim Bob sat on the side with, like, Anna. So there was Jim Bob, Anna, and then the people that came with Anna, her brother and sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. And then Joy, Jason, and James, they sat on the prosecution side in the back row. And you feel like that's them, like, picking their side? I mean, you can – I don't know how it works. Is that the only room? I don't know. But yeah. I, to me, just, like, they stayed far away regardless. Yeah. And even during the trial. So um, Joy's husband, Austin, so he wasn't there this time, but he came almost every single day of the trial last time, and she showed up with him on certain days. And it was interesting because Austin, he stayed – he steered completely clear of the family last time like so he always kind of sat in the back in a way so just okay. just interesting to note because i i feel like obviously it would be really looked down upon if they like came out publicly and like spoke against kind of josh or the family or kind of anything so i feel like they have to do these little signs of protest and i think that's one of them well the thing that's interesting is jill's husband derek was at the trial every single day but he was getting ready to take the bar, or maybe he had just taken the bar. I can't remember exactly where it was in the timeline. Mm. But So he, he is now a, a full-blown like lawyer and everything. But at the time, he showed up, and he had a notebook, and he had his thermos. He had this one thermos, <laughs> the red thermos. He was therm- kind of going to school. <laughs> it was, he was there every day. But that was what was interesting about him is he was completely – he has been – you don't know this, but um, he and Jill have been on bad, bad terms with – the parents for a couple years now okay so and he's been very outspoken about the parents in general and then also about this you know about this case okay so it was interesting that when Derek showed up he sat next to Anna every day wow so he was completely against her her husband mm-hmm. but he was there kind of showing like moral support to Our her problem isn't with you yes but wow. then um yeah so he was near Jim Bob during the trial because of that mm-hmm. but they didn't speak is what everybody wow. said. Uh, anyways, so he's the bad brother-in-law. He is. I when we. I mean, it's kind of unfortunate how far down the line it is because I'd love to talk <laughs> about it now, but it's we've got a ways. 
but that's okay we have plenty of material this is this <laughs> this family is non-stop <laughs> with the material okay so back to the trial it or uh sentencing i guess you call it trial um really and maybe i'm just naive to this whole situation but it ended up being much longer than i expected mm-hmm. i really thought it was going to be something maybe a couple hours and done but it was so long like there was a lunch break and everything oh wow but it ended up being that long because of the defense's 22 objections oh, <laughs> that needed to be addressed so it was all those things about the point i don't care what he sustained and what he objected to like i just don't i feel like it doesn't matter at this point like just let's move on it's exhausting so we're not going to talk about those specifically but i did want to talk a little bit about some of the things that judge brooks said specifically so he described the material as both horrific the sickest of the sick and some of which he hasn't been able to get out of his head ever since seeing it I feel like that's pretty telling. Um, he directly said to Josh, you have a history of sexual abuse. And personally, like, I'm really glad that he said this because of how the defense, like, downplayed it so much. Yeah. With him being a minor as well. They were just like, well, he was he was also a minor. So boys like, will of, be boys. Yeah. It's kind of that whole mentality. So I'm really yeah. glad that he just, like, called it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you have... A history of sexual abuse right. you may not have been convicted on something else mm-hmm. and this is technically your first offense according to the law but there is history there yep um ju- the judge also noted that one of his previous victims joy was the same age range as the material and so he said quote the sexual sexual in- interest is the same and from what I understand, um, Joy was pr- pretty upset when they got to the part that was, you know, talking specifically about her. Right. Then he got into all of the the letters, and he said that he considered them. All- oh, this this got me going. I got all like pissed at first because you like the updates from the Sun are just coming in in these tiny little bits, mm-hmm. like as they can update. And one of the things just said that he considered the letters both helpful and nice and then he said especially anna and michelle's and i freaked the fuck out because that's (laughs) what i do because i'm like okay helpful could be a good thing helpful and being like oh this is bullshit Mm -hmm. but i was like nice like how are you calling this like i like i don't know like i was like oh my god what the fuck is he doing i was so upset and i thought it was especially funny because he says that especially anna and michelle's but like i said in the last episode i felt like theirs was like the most base level those are the of, most like the fakest yeah they yeah. were just the mo- i was like really those were the like just so i found that interesting um and then oh, this was pretty funny to me uh as far as the kinds of things he's done the night like all the nice things that he's done that all these letters just go on and on about crackers right judge brooks said uh that was some someone that we can't recognize Hmm. he said and you have done some very bad things but in your life as a whole you've done good things then he said the true test of a man's character is what he's done when no one is watching Mm 
Integrity. You knew Covenant Eyes was watching, and you went around Covenant Eyes. Wow. Uh, and from people who were in the courtroom, they said that he, and which I'm sure is typical, but it's just nice to hear. They said that he spoke very directly to Josh in these moments. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just like kind of reading off a thing for everyone to hear. They're like, he looked at him right. and there, it was like, I am talking to you, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Josh was given the opportunity to speak, but he decided he opted not to. Mm-hmm. Probably for the best. Probably. And so that was just, I just kind of gave a basic rundown of what he said. Like I said, wasn't going to get into the details of all of the enhancements and all the things back and forth that everybody argued for hours upon hours. So let's just get straight to the sentence. Most of you probably have seen it at some point, so it's not huge news, but he got 151 months, which comes to 12 years, seven mm-hmm. months. And the max was 20. The max was 20. Minimum was five. <coughs> max was 20. And... But after that, it's followed by 20 years of supervised release. He also owes like $50,000 in fines. I think it might be like Mm $50,100 that um, actually he's supposed to start paying on now. Like it's not upon release. It's like now. And then it says like if you you can't start paying them, like we'll figure out a payment plan. But it's specifically noted that according to his net worth, he is capable of paying this. Wow. Maybe you'll have to buy used and save the difference. <laughs> I hope they did that a lot. $50,000 <laughs> worth. But it actually, they were living in, uh, they they actually bought a house and were getting ready to like completely renovate it. Mm. When like the raid and all the shit went down, they were living at a warehouse that's on Jim, Bob and Michelle's property. And everybody jokes and goes, it's not a warehouse, it's a ware home. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they had been living in the ware home already even before all of this went down, but um, somewhere in this uh, process, I think it was actually a little bit more recently, they, they sold that property. So you okay. so you do know that they have the cash from selling that property at least, and that Anna's living rent-free in the ware home. So there is some cash there. All right, so let's, let's get into the specifics about his probation. So they're saying that it'll be 20 years upon release, and that he will be, um, he'll have to be on the sex offender registry. He will not be allowed to own any firearms. No controlled substances. And no contact with minors, including his own children, without supervision. Mm-hmm. So, um, Judge Brooks specifically said that. He gave Jim, Bob, Michelle, and Anna as examples of who the supervisor could be, but he said ultimately that it will be the probation officer who appoints it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, none of them are going to be like legit supervisors. <laughs> They're not going to. Yeah. That's what I worry about. I'm like, they'll totally bend the rules and try to like let his kids. Because to me, according to this, it sounds like he can't live with his children. Correct. Just like the same way when he was out between um, the arrest and the trial, mm-hmm. he had to go stay at the. He could be around his children, but Anna had to be present. Correct. But he was living at that other house. Yeah. I'm hearing as this is for 20 years, he can't live with his family. Right. And his kids will be, at some point, they will all be, um, like a couple years into that, they will be adults. So mm-hmm. then at that point, you're like, yeah, he, he might be able to move back in because they're not minors anymore. Correct. But sounds to me like he's not living with his family when he gets out. Yeah. Um, he also will not be allowed access to any electronics that have internet capabilities 
or photo abilities, both taking and storing of photos. Wow. And But if he does, it's going to have monitoring software on it that is going to be like completely approved and monitored by the probation officer. Mm-hmm. Um, he will also have to be in a sex offender treatment program. And then... L- <laughs> Not church sponsored, hopefully. <laughs> no, I, I hopefully not. You know, stern talking to you's aren't going to cut it this yeah, time. Can't pray that away. And then there's also no he he cannot even view adult porn. And somebody who was in the courtroom said it was funny because Josh was just kind of like sitting there, kind of taking everything the entire time, and the second they actually mentioned that then he was suddenly leaning over and whispering with his lawyer like that's the thing that got his attention like that he can't like look at adult porn (laughs) and then lastly it's that he'll have to submit to random polygraph um tests if at any point that the probation officer feels that he might be violating something Mm -hmm. so that was interesting to me because you know my brain goes to polygraphs aren't admissible in court like what the hell like right i mean i, I i'm all f- I, I don't care about what if it helps him get you know in trouble i don't give a shit mm-hmm. but you know i was thinking that that was interesting so i actually reached out to my brother-in-law that's a probation officer and i was like hey steve what's what's with this and he explained that that's that's a specific term that's just used for sex offenders oh, it's not okay. necessarily something that if you fail a polygraph you're going back like you know right. they're they're not throwing you back in just for failing it but they use it as a way to try to figure out what's going on with you if they think right. something's kind of up and then they can like search and do things mm-hmm. like um if they feel they need to so uh, he was kind of explaining to me like the differences between uh, different types of probation and i was like oh in my head it was kind of like all the same it's all the same yeah, yeah. but he was just like there's different stuff for sex offenders and then there's different you know for like uh, you know all different types of crimes so mm-hmm. the polygraphs are really reserved for sexual type um offenders okay so after they talked about his probation um his defense objected to two things the first one was what we just talked about they objected to the polygraph test saying that polygraphs aren't admissible in court what the Mm -hmm. heck but the judge explained that this is typical of these types of cases and blah 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 blah, which i'm like i felt like the lawyer wouldn't they know that so maybe it's just like that last ditch thing where you're trying to look like you're trying i don't know like who knows at this point then their second objection was (laughs) they talked about how you know josh not being able to watch adult porn that that's that goes against his constitutional rights. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I like how that was something that they objected. Yep. He's Be- probably not super interested in adult porn, let's be real. Well, no, well that, that's what's interesting. He starting from the beginning back to like the like the first special we watched with the shaved mm. head and all that, he has a well-known porn addiction. Okay. So, he has and like in another AMA somebody said that like when they got hired to be security for a little while when one mm-hmm. of the things broke, when the first scandal broke, mm-hmm. they were kind of hired to be security for for the family and specifically him and he mm-hmm. talks about like having to drive in the car behind him and he could see that he had porn playing on like he had his like phone mounted you know like, on, like, like as he was driving yeah, and he's watching porn as he's driving so it's like it is well documented that yes he does have a porn addiction <laughs> wow but to me that this actually goes into what i think kind of the family thinks okay. i think that some of the family probably thinks he's innocent 
because they they know he has this porn addiction and mm-hmm. they i think that they think that some csam files were just kind of mixed in with his regular porn right so i think it's quite convenient for them to be like well no he's not a he's not a child predator right. he just has a uh, you know an addiction to porn right and that's obviously a better alternative yes so yeah i th- <laughs> I just think it's really funny that that's where they're like, um, excuse me, we have an objection to that. But I think it speaks volumes to the, like, he knows that that would be the thing to do him in. Yeah. Like, I I think that he doubts in that moment. Like, okay, I don't think he has a problem not being in the same house as his kids, honestly. Do we, less crackers to sweep up. (laughs) Like, he, he knows that, like. For I don't 20 have to years. listen to any new songs on the piano. He doesn't have to throw footballs if he doesn't want to. <laughs> but no porn? That is a problem. There so. is a bridge to cross. So a couple prisons were suggested by the defense, and Judge Brooks narrowed it down to two. They are both in Texas. Um, one of them is about 350 miles away from them. And this is the one that the judge wants because he says it specifically has a sex offender, like treatment program. Okay. And then there's another one that's about 240 miles away. Also in Texas, but just like barely over the border Mm -hmm. of Arkansas to Texas. So there's the one that he's suggesting, but it could be either. It really just depends on bed space. Mm-hmm. So we don't know when that'll be at this point or where it'll be, right. but it's between the two. So at least we know. I'm just, he'll be anywhere between 240 and 350 miles away. Okay. So now post all of this coming out. Um, <laughs> so th- after the sentencing, apparently... Joy and Jason left really quickly after it, the sentence was read. They left within 10 minutes. There was still all the stuff to go over, like the probation and all those things, but they just kind of hightailed it out of there. And I don't blame her. Like she was there to hear mm-hmm. what was going to happen. And then she's like, yeah. my part's done. Time to go. Jason was in the sweet, like blue powder blue suit, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You got <laughs> to post some pictures of that. Cause that suit was something. It was something. Yes, it certainly was. It wasn't necessarily a train wreck, but it was something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like, you, part of me goes like, well, I commend you for branching out of the polos and khakis. <laughs> like, you know, like, at least he's got some sense of his own style. Yeah, I don't think it necessarily looked bad, but coming from a family that's very, like, Miracle Whip on Wonder Bread, it was, I'm like, damn, there's a little bit of flavor in that suit. Well, like, remember how John David was like, we're different. Some of us don't like pickle. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. so I felt like this, this suit was very, like. This was stepping out there. Good yeah. on you, mate. <laughs> there you go. So when they were leaving, uh, Jim Bob was pissed. Like, what the funny part is. They're wearing masks because the court has anybody could wear them, of course, if they wanted to. But uh, the court does have a if you're not vaxxed, you need to wear a mask, which clearly these are not the vaccine types. Surprise, yeah. surprise. <laughs> so I just think it's ironic that I'm like, oh, you probably bitch about wearing a mask all the time because, you know, that would cover up your countenance. How are we supposed <laughs> to see your countenance if you're wearing a mask? But this is quite convenient for them because I felt like they got to cover you know, their facial expressions. Yeah. But even through the mask, when Jim Bob is walking in, they're still in the eyes, like the, the kind of, the kind of smile, the kind of smugness, mm-hmm. the kind of like, I'm still going to play the role of like happy chipper, you know? Right. And they said that Josh was playing the chipper role too. He was like 
doing like sign language i love you to like anna and he was like mm. joking with the clerk so and anna i heard that she was in pretty good spirits when she arrived as well mm-hmm. but of course it's just ironic they're probably anti-mask and then now this is working out for them because then on correct. the way out they get to wear their mask correct but even through it jim bob was pissed he came like man like he came rolling out like hot <laughs> and when he was going you know of course there's some paparazzi it wasn't crazy i ex- i would have honestly expected worse mm-hmm. but he like shoulder checks the guy like he like oh bumped, like you know like they were like close but yeah like it to me that was like jim bob aggressive for what you <laughs> try to like play off as your normal self right and then um hannah uh, hannah anna she um she hoofed it out pretty fast she had her her sister-in-law with her and yeah she was she was running in those heels so <laughs> That girl was hoofing it. So now getting into complete like post-sentencing, most of the family has kept like pretty quiet about it all. Uh, there was a there was a decent amount. You know, it's I mean, when there's there's a million people in their family. So obviously they're ratio wise, even with the with the conviction, there was not a ton of statements. But there was mm-hmm. still some, especially from, like, the adult children. Correct. There was, a, there was a decent amount. And, you know, some of them were complete bullshit where it felt like they still maybe either didn't completely believe mm-hmm. or you felt like they were kind of, like, in this middle ground where they're probably not trying to piss off Jim Bob. Correct. So they're not trying to be too harsh. Mm-hmm. But they're also trying to not be like, we don't completely – we're Agreed. not signing off on this entirely. Correct. And so, you know, Jill and Derek, the ones that were – you know, kind of ousted from the family and Derek was there every day. They had a very stern one upon his um, conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, Ginger and Jeremy, theirs was very stern as well. And it was like Christian speak for like, oh, it was like, oh, damn. Like when you read <laughs> it for like, for like, yeah, it was for them very harsh with a lot of like Christian type language. But it, it made its point even to like a secular girl like me. The point was made. <laughs> But it's kind of funny just because this time there's not nearly there's been nothing from Jim, Bob or Michelle like there was before. Um, Haven't heard from Jeremy or Ginger. They did have a picture posted where um, he was wearing a Save the Children shirt. So people think that might be a subtle kind of like more subtle protest. They think that kind of might be that. But all in all, not a ton. But I honestly also don't blame them. Like Joy and Austin, they did before. But she getting all choked up because she was a victim. Yeah. But I feel like at this point, they're just like, fuck, like, I just want to I just want be it to done. be over with. And, like, the yeah. big part was done. The conviction was big. Right. And, of course, you know, so is sentencing because we want him to go away as long as possible and whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, at that point, like, what the fuck else are they supposed to say, really? Yeah. So. And I feel like it's like they went through this big emotional point during the trial. And then it kind of subsided. And then when the sentencing came up, it was all all up again. And I just feel like it keeps coming in like waves. Yeah, it's just like, fuck, can we just be done already? So I really don't blame them. Right. But I do want to read a couple of statements, if you will allow. All right, so Jill and Derek. I'm actually going to read theirs in the entirety. Because they had a really good one from before, and I think this one was good as well. Um, They didn't show up this time, like I said. He just got his new job. They just moved. She's very pregnant. But I'm glad that they did release a statement. They said, yesterday we learned that Josh was given a 151-month sentence in federal prison for his crime of CSAM. 
The last several weeks and months have been difficult emotionally. Yesterday was another one of those hard days. We are neither rejoicing nor disappointed by the sentence, but we are thankful it's finally over. The Bible clearly states that that God affects justice and vengeance through the governing authorities. Though some believe Josh should have received a greater sentence and still fewer believe he should have received a lighter sentence, God has carried out his vengeance today for his, his unspeakable criminal activity. Until now, he has yet to be held accountable to the extent necessary to cause change in his dangerous pattern of behavior. It is unfortunate, but it seems that it may take, may take spending over a decade in federal prison and still more upon probation for Josh to have any potential for rehabilitation to the point he can safely live in society again. Damn. Hopefully Josh can actually begin to get treatment and begin to work toward a lifestyle where he is less likely to reoffend. If for nothing else, the notoriety of this case has hopefully contributed to the deterrence of potential offenders and will protect children by decreasing the demand for CSAM. We continue to love Josh and his family and we'll be there for them however we can. I feel like it was good. I I think uh, obviously it made the point of like, hey, we don't like any of this. Like, this is not... Yeah. I think they did a good job. They threw in what they... Is jabs at... I feel like anything religious... I think they believe it. So, of course, they're going to put it anyway. But I Mm -hmm. feel like bringing in, like, religious stuff to it... I feel like that's an extra jab at their parents. Oh, yeah. Like, whether Mm -hmm. they mean it or not, I just feel like it it does hit different. Because I'm like, this is what you guys so strongly believe in. It's like, look at this. And I think they're... I think they probably use a lot of scripture to justify things in their lives or things that they've said to their kids. So the fact that you're like, cool, I can play that game too. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm, I'm using this for, to make my point just like you did. Yep, exactly. So the next one is from Jason, our suit wielding, uh, <laughs> this leisure suit, Jason. I wanted to, I really wanted to talk about his because I, I commend him. Now there's a lot of things about him. I, do not like a lot of things like okay. he's got some bullshit beliefs and he's he spouts off some crap that I, I i i yeah largely don't like the guy but i do commend him because anybody that's kind of given statements before are from the adult children out of the house mm-hmm. he is still living under jim bob and michelle's roof well <laughs> he actually lives in a tree house <laughs> <laughs> No joke. And how old is he now? Oh God, you can't. You're trying to get me to remember the Lost Boys' ages. I mean, early twenties or something. Something okay. early twenties. I mean, it all. I don't know exactly. Even if you give us a ballpark, I want to know how old uh, this treehouse dweller is. I, I mean, probably. I'm just gonna say 22. I have no idea. But he literally lives in a treehouse. <laughs> like it's actually pretty sweet. I gotta be honest. Like he put. Po- it's a new thing Jealous. that he posted. Like, it's got, like, there's a bridge out to it from the big house. And then, like, he's got, like, a little coffee maker. With his his home bed. alone? He has, he has a printer. It's like Sandlot. Is he up there making <laughs> s'mores? <laughs> uh, it's pretty sweet. But obviously, he still has to go inside because there's not a bathroom. There's not whatever. So he's still <laughs> under their roof, but outside a little bit. So, anyways, I still commend him for saying something because even a lot of the adult children, they're under Jim Bob's thumb. Like, he completely controls their life. He controls a lot of their money. Like, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. He's, the, he's the financier. So I do feel like Jason saying something was, you know, it really says something. So here's what he said. 
He said, yesterday, my oldest brother was sentenced to 151 months, around 12 and a half years in prison for receiving and possessing child pornography. In my opinion, Judge Timothy L. Brooks was fair in his ruling, giving Josh a sentence that would be considered below the medium for the crime he has committed. My heart is grieved over the choices my brother has made. His actions do not reflect that of a Christian believer and have doubtlessly defamed my Lord and Savior's name with two exclamation points. Dang. Two. If, if Michelle passed on anything to her kids in this moment, I realize it's the exclamation points. Because <laughs> do you remember how many exclamation points she had in her uh, letter? Yeah. No hearts from him, but... <laughs> He says, Joshua's poor decisions have greatly affected those around him, in particular his wife, seven children, and our family as a whole. I will never stop loving my brother regardless of what he does, just as my Savior has forgiven me, so I have forgiven my brother of his wrongdoings. Exclamation point again. Why? Anyways, my prayer is that God will use this circumstance to truly humble him and bring about a true change in his life. Exclamation point. (laughs) So again... I give him a little credit for that. Yeah. And I give him credit and then I move on because he's a son of a bitch. <laughs> Ready for the last? There, you know, there were some other ones, but I'm really just only going to highlight three. Okay. Want to know who the last statement comes from? Is, is this the big finish? Bob Ye Holt coming in hot. Uh-oh. We have a Bob Ye sighting. <laughs> All right. So Bobby got on Instagram and she had a lengthy like caption mm-hmm. i'm just kind of taking the last but I, I i'm i'm picking and choosing so because it was really really long but here are the things that i thought were most important so she says sentencing only five years would have been would have been a spit in the face to the victims because he has been trusted privileged coddled Oof. protected and favored his whole life he's only gotten worse she Damn. comes. She's coming out hot, man. Right. There's a lot of mustard on that. <laughs> He's really just been masquerading as someone else. No wonder he had letters of support. He is not occur. Has it not occurred to them that he's fooling them? But he has hoodwinked them. Exclamation. Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. <laughs> I truly don't think even 20 years was enough when 19 hasn't been. No telling what he would have done next had he only gotten five years but i truly feel judge brooks was a very fair and considerate judge and had already considered considered all i listed above except the fact that some of his family has only enabled him damn so bobby was coming in a little hot there yeah uh i nothing worth like quoting Mm -hmm. but i can just kind of give you the gist of it so do you remember how he was um courting their daughter yeah, that was in that first special. Yeah. Yeah. So she came out and she talked about it a little bit. She kind of came. Yes. So she, okay. So it's like, damn, bitch, you you dodged a bullet. She's got to be like, woo, <laughs> like she's got to be so happy right now. My God. But she just, you know, she just said the typical, just kind of like, you know, for the family, blah 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 blah, and all this stuff. But one thing that she just said is that she looked up um, the, the birth date of their oldest daughter, Mackenzie. And mm-hmm. she is 12 years and seven months. And that is exactly his sentence. So she was just saying that she found oh, that wow. really kind of like That's interesting. an odd coincidence. Yeah. yeah. So just something that she pointed out that I was like, oh, that is kind of interesting. Uh, and then again, actually, maybe I can pull some up. 
So do you remember the widow? The that everybody talked about how it's like, oh, he gave all this money to like y- Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these people talked about it, but like letters from the widow weren't actually included in the um if you remember, she didn't write one. Everybody else was writing one. Yeah. Kind of last minute, right before sentencing, she did end up writing one. Okay. So in support of Josh. Correct. Okay. And was just talked about how she was just so you know, it was so generous and she mm-hmm. even talks about Anna calling her recently and crying and saying that because of, you know, what's happening, they're she's no longer gonna be able to support her and she was just like, Oh, I totally understood. That's so that's the gist of it. Mm-hmm. But actually you might have to call, pause this for a little bit because I do want to read something. So let's take a second so I can find it. So the first person to speak out in regards to the widow, Denise Wilson, is her son-in-law. So he says that, you know, it was revealed that his mother-in-law, under the manipulation of Anna Duggar, wrote a letter to the judge asking for leniency in the sentencing of Josh. Neither I nor my wife knew she was planning to do this, blah, 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 feel the need to make sure our position is made clear. Right. My wife and I are in no way in favor favor of leniency or mercy towards any pedophile. Statuses as a family member, former friendship, past good deeds, nor any other factor should be a consideration when dealing with such. We disavow the letter that was written by the aforementioned family member and find any defense of such a person reprehensible. Wow. We believe that the molestation of any child is worthy of the death penalty. So they went there. Damn. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And they give some scriptures. The very last line is, what awaits Josh Duggar in hell will be 10,000 times worse than anything a federal judge can come up with. Oh, damn. The <laughs> so, hand of God. So they really went there. And then after that, um, you know, I, so they kind of cracked the seal on on the Denise Wilson family. Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, like some of the other kids came forward and... They said evil people do good things probably more often than good people do. And that is exactly what Josh was doing. Wow. Working to make sure she he looked like the perfect Christian man to everyone around him. And thanks to obscene levels of brainwashing, he succeeded with hundreds of people. Oof. <laughs> he, I believe that he deserves every minute of his sentence and more. And I am pleased that the judge did his job with this case. Wow. Um, and they also just go on to say, like, the Duggars, like, like kind of like the siblings, like, they don't deserve mm. this and stuff. So, anyways, that's kind of it. But I wasn't even going to throw that in there. But I'm like, it was pretty harsh. And I yeah. like it. But so it's, they're more outside of this. But mm. they're like, uh-uh-uh. Our, mo- our mom or our mother-in-law wrote this letter. We don't right. want anything to do with this. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that under the manipulation the, of Anna. Yeah. Because I'm sure it was just like, well, he did all this. He pays for you. Like, I'm sure she did feel pressure to oh, be yeah, like, w- oh, It sure. was like the guilt. Like, the you you definitely feel like Anna turned on the guilt there to be like, look at all this stuff we've done for you. Yeah. I don't doubt it for a fucking second. So, yeah. yeah I'm glad I threw that in there because I think it's interesting. It's like, because this, and just kind of like everybody was saying, that this has affected more people. Like, because right. now these completely... You know, Caleb Williams, whether he committed statutory rape or not, it, right. you know, being lumped into something with this mm-hmm. was is a completely separate issue. He got lumped into this when he he wasn't the one who did it. Josh did. Correct. Now this widow and her kids are feeling the need to have to say stuff like it's, mm-hmm. just, you know, it's it's much more far reaching than I think that they want to admit to themselves, yeah. like who okay. it's affecting. So. um, Just. Kind of regarding the sentencing, I had this. I shared the same sentiment on our Instagram 
So this is kind of a repeat if you've already been there. But I know a lot of people wanted more, but realistically was not going to happen. Right. He was not going to get 20 years because that's really reserved for, like I said in the last episode, for repeat offenders or like hands-on, quote. Yeah, people caught in the act. Yeah. Yeah. So we knew that wasn't going to happen. And as much as we know that he did the, you know, he molested prior, it's not an actual conviction. So on paper, this is his first offense. Correct. So I'm personally, I'm happy with a 12 and a half. Mm -hmm. I really thought it was going to be seven, eight. Oh, yeah. I was setting myself up to be disappointed and have it be like seven. Yeah. You know, thinking that like Jim Bob was able to sway with the lawyer and some money and you know what I mean? So. So I got to say, overall, I'm pleased, even though I know some people aren't. And the good thing about this is because this is a federal case, you don't get out so easily. Yeah. You have to serve at least 85% of your time. Mm -hmm. So that puts him at about like 10 years minimum. Right. So we got, you know, 10 years. A lot of his kids will be adults by then. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the younger ones will at least be 10 and not like, you know, the one that he just had in this last year, like a month before sentence, he had like six weeks before sentencing is when they had their last child. Oh, wow. So that kid will be about 10 or 12, depending on when he gets out. But at least they're not little, little anymore. They'll yeah. be old enough to know what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. I think that that's important. And yeah. And then after that, he's got 20 years of probation. Yeah. And I don't see that going well for him. <laughs> No, it's you know you're really, you're really watched, and that was one of the things that my brother-in-law, that's the probation probation officer, told me. He's like, especially with these like sex offenders, they also get com- you get a surveillance officer mm-hmm. because they're like it's too much work for a just a probation. So they're you know it's this team, right? And they're really watching you. And he was just explaining to me how much like they give you have to give your schedule, mm-hmm. and if anything pings outside of that, like they they literally run the reports and you know you, mm-hmm. you're on a tight leash so yeah. i think it he's got a long time to go so when you really put it into perspective if he got the best of the best case scenario on everything like only serves 10 years and so that's 2032 you know right. or and then if he really makes it the full 20 years of probation squeaky clean and doesn't get sent back for any reason at all mm-hmm. that's 2052 that's crazy. So it's kind of wild at this point to think of like, whoa, that's that's a substantial, yeah. you know, like amount of time. Like he'll mm-hmm. still be young when he gets out. Mm-hmm. That's something that Judge Brooks even mentioned. He's like, he'll be in your 40s. You're still going to be young. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I overall, I'm pretty happy. So. Yeah. I think it could have. You you like to see when like at least a modicum of justice is served in situations like this. So having it and the way it did i think was satisfactory yeah and i think it's almost it ends up being perfect timing i i like that this is kind of over and done with and hopefully um, my pest pimples can go away now (laughs) i'm so sick of these pest pimples all over my chin and having him like infiltrate my life too in the form of pussy pimples but you know i'm glad to this can kind of be over we'll have little updates you know finding out where he goes but the bulk of it is done. Correct. And it's kind of poetic in a sense that it's happening at the same time that we're about to start the show. Like we're finishing up the mm-hmm. the specials. So I feel like next week when we'll be able to start the actual show, which yeah. is better than the specials because it gets a little more into things. Kind of just feels like a fresh start. Yeah. Um, we'll get be able to get back to 
the deep dives that I really intended. Like we couldn't not talk about this stuff right now. Like you had to, but we'll be able to get back into the deep dives the way I kind of intended them to be. Yeah. Kind of, you know, so I don't know. It's good. It's a big sigh of relief and just move on to the next. Yeah. And I also feel like it's almost a natural uh, transition into the next iteration of what this podcast is. Yeah. So obviously the first ones were special related. This is kind of something big that kind of ends that time. And then uh, we'll we'll move into kind of a, the same format, but I, I feel like it's just the, the second uh, season of the podcast. Yeah, you know? and you really get to, in the shows, there's a lot more to like pick apart because you, you see much more, so much more of people's personalities. Right. So you, there's a vast difference that okay. you'll be able to pick up on pretty quick. So, all right. I think that's it. I know. That was probably long. I don't know where we're it's at right a, now. but It's been a big week. Yes, it has <laughs> been. And I'm just like, oh, I'm glad it's over, honestly. Like, it was such the lead up. Like, I'm, yeah. just, I'm glad it's over. So it's like, if I feel this way, this is where I don't blame the siblings for not saying anything. Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, fuck, Can we just if, be over with good this? Good God, if I feel this way, how the fuck does Ginger feel? Like, yeah. you know, like, I, I get it. I totally get it. So. All right. Do the normal closeout. Yep. Yeah. Uh, follow us on the socials. Instagram. Digging up the Duggars pod. Yep. So follow us on Instagram. Um, Whitney does a really good job of kind of throwing some supplemental stuff in there. So uh, some shots, screenshots from some of the episodes. Hopefully you can show what's her name's awful bangs. Oh, you Um, know I got it ready. And we need to see the leisure suit. We need to see the blue leisure suit because I think that's important too. Um, So uh, pay attention on there. Once again, Apple Podcasts. We'd love to uh, get a rating from you guys. Throw some stars on that. we're starting to see a lot more traction out of Apple Podcasts. Yes, it's it's it actually pretty quickly overturned, you know, took yeah. took the lead. Yeah. So, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, we've seen a couple new countries this uh, week. Finland, Poland, shout out Switzerland, yep. Denmark, or maybe Denmark was I don't know, yeah. but there's it's really exciting. We're so. getting our dipping our toes into the European Union. So. Um, Once again, we will see you next week for uh, the new season. Yes. New season of life, as they all like to say. They all call everything a season of life. (laughs) Anyways. We'll see you next week. Signing out.